I'm the other host, Olivia. Thanks for joining us. Olivia, what are we doing today? Well, today is part one of our holiday special episodes. We're going to have two parts to this. And today we're going to um, discuss our... Me and Ellen, we both made a list of our top uh, five favorite holiday slash Christmas movies. And we're going to talk about that, compare and contrast, and kind of share our uh, our top christmas movies for this holiday season and then we're gonna discuss a little bit about the polar express a movie we just got done watching together that i'm sure you're many of you are familiar with but yeah yeah that's what we're doing today so let's start with our list ellen how about that yeah sounds great all right are we starting with number five yeah yeah let's start with number five number one will be our most favorite and then five will be i mean not least but not the most favorite Sounds good. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Sure. Um, for me, number five is The Grinch. I do enjoy this movie, but I would not say it's my number one. Is it the the 2000 live action with Jim Carrey, that one? Yes, I would say so. It's kind of tough. I've seen the animated one for most of my life, but yeah. I, yeah, I like the live action one a lot. Yeah, they're both pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. I love that movie oh, too. My oh. number five is The Santa Claus, which is starring Tim Allen, and I just love that because I used to watch it a lot growing up, and yeah, we used to have it on VHS tapes for our VHS player. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, quick side note: once again, Ellen is zooming in, so that's why she sounds the way she does. Just so no one's concerned, she has turned into a robot or something. <laughs> But for next episode, we will be in person, and we'll talk more about that later. But anyway, back to the list. What's your number four, Ellen? Uh, number four for me was A Christmas Story. Okay, nice. I honestly feel like it was pretty tough to rank these top five, mm-hmm. but um, in their order, like five through one. But I do really like this story. I think it's really cute, and it has a lot of good elements that have really kind of become staples of Christmas, which is fun. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of one-liners that are famous now from that. All right, um, my number four is the movie Elf, starring Will Ferrell. Um, I also agree it was hard to rank these, but, I mean, this is still one of my favorites. Um, I love how funny it is, and Will Ferrell does a phenomenal job, and I actually just watched this uh, on on Netflix, there's a a little series called um there's it was originally called Movies That Made Us, but now there's one that's Holiday Movies That Made Us, where they kind of go behind the scenes. So I just watched the episode on Elf, and you just learn a lot of like facts about the production and how it came to be, and I really like doing that. So I recommend everyone. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three, Ellen. Number three, I chose Elf actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good one. I always remember you actually quoting it, like, all the time when we were younger. Yeah, I used to be obsessed when I was little. 
it's so funny. I mean, you can't you can't not love that movie. It's true. It's true. It's Unless you're like a Will Ferrell, like you don't like him, which I I know a few people who do not like him, like his style, yeah. but I love him so. If you don't like Will Ferrell, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> no, this is definitely not. <laughs> okay, uh, my number three was Home Alone, starring uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, and I just love that movie. We watch it a lot at my house. My mom loves it. Um, I like one and two. Honestly, the sequel to Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, is is a pretty good sequel. Usually you can't really count on, especially with holiday movies, sequels, but I think it was uh, about on the same level as the first one, so I think they do a nice job. And there's also an episode about this movie in the movies that made us on Netflix that I recommend watching. So if you want to find out more facts about Home Alone, watch Movies That Made Us, the episode about Home Alone. Yeah, I think I actually saw that episode. That was a really interesting. Yeah, one. it's it's really they really dive into all the elements of of uh, the film industry, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. I recommend that show. All right, Ellen, uh, number two. Number two for me is Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah, nice. So I don't have too much to add. It okay. is a good one. It is. I really. feel like it really is hard to watch for me sometimes because. It looks very painful, but it is yes. good. <laughs> yes. All right. My number two is the movie we watched or will be discussing today is The Polar Express. Um, I just, for some reason, when I was little, I really got really into this movie. And a fun fact is that um, when this movie was first coming out, it came out in 2004, but uh, there was like this contest and... Uh, I think you had to like write an essay and my brother wrote an essay and he won this contest and he got, we got tickets. My whole family got tickets to ride on the Polar Express, this train. And we got like refreshments like in the movie. And then we also got to go and see the movie at like a private theater showing. So it was, it was really, really cool and, and really got me into the Christmas spirit. And then of course for Christmas, uh, Santa got us two bells from his sleigh that we still hang on our trees and they still ring for me. So oh, that's cute. you know, Santa is real folks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about PSA. those doubters, but Santa is real. <laughs> All right, Ellen, what is your number one Christmas movie? Holiday my Christmas n- movie. My number one is it's a wonderful life. Oh, golden I really classic. Love this movie. It just reminds me of, watching it with my family and it's just it's just a nice message so definitely yeah and mm-hmm. and to plug it it is on Amazon Prime right now so get that on the screen this christmas watch that up um especially for those of you who didn't know who Jimmy Stewart yes. was before our last episode yes all of you who didn't know go you have to go watch that and rear window now mhm mhm all right, my number one is A Christmas Story, and that's because I just love it, like, love how, like, the way it looks, I don't know, and the kind of all the the famous stuff that comes out of it, like the leg, the fragile statue award, major award, and the you'll shoot your eye out, it's just, we play it, there's a TBS um, marathon every Christmas day that goes, runs all day on Christmas, that we usually watch when we wake up, and then... When we we would go to my my aunt and uncle's house, um, it'd be playing there too. So it's kind of like a 
a bit of a little family tradition. Do you have any runner-ups, Ellen? Like movies that aren't mentioned that you also really love to watch, or? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I I also would include the Polar Express as a runner-up. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone mentioned it in the poll too. But Carol is a great movie. Yes, Not technically Christmas. Not technically, yeah, also. but it takes place during Christmas time, and it's called Carol, so we can count it. We can count it. Yes. <laughs> Um, we improve here at TTL. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I I have like three runner-ups, and that would be "It's a Wonderful Life," "White Christmas," and "The Holiday." And that's because I um, "The Holiday" is a really good rom-com about Christmas, and nice. "White Christmas" is kind of a, a also a tradition. My mom loves it, and each year, I guess not this year, they're not doing it, but um. At the Heights Theater, they do a showing of White Christmas, oh, yes. and it's just super amazing to go to that theater when it's all uh, decked out in Christmas decorations and stuff. And then, sure. of course, yeah, It's a Wonderful Life is a good one. So, I think yeah, we I just wanted to add for those who don't know, the Heights Theater is a theater in Columbia Heights. That's the uh, oldest theater in Minnesota. Yes, yes, good plug, Ellen. It, it's from, uh, it was built in the 1920s, so it's, it's pretty old, but it looks amazing. It's, it's a, quite an experience. I, I recommend going and seeing a film there whenever, whenever we can again. I encourage you all to do so. Yes. All right. That wraps also, up. quick shout out for a runner up, um, with Die Hard, because yes. everyone knows that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it definitely is. My my family actually just had a conversation about that yesterday. My dad's like, well, Santa's in it, so it is. <laughs> so it is a Christmas movie for all you people on Twitter who have tuned into that argument. Yeah, um, so Olivia's dad has decided the criteria, so yes, no, Joe, no debate now. Joe, yeah, Joe sets the rules here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think that uh, concludes this section of... This episode, um, I think we had some good good choices in there. So there's a variety of movies you guys can check out for the holiday season. Um, shall we get into the main course, Ellen? Yeah, let's get into the Polar Express. All right. So the Polar Express, starring Tom Hanks as most of the movie characters, <laughs> was cre- uh, what came out in 2004. And was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It's it's uh, animated. It's like a CGI type animated film. Ellen, do you want to talk about that fact you brought up earlier a little bit? Oh yeah, um, it was actually the first motion capture movie ever made. So sounds like it it was a pretty big deal, like Olivia mentioned when it came out. But it's also just exciting in terms of. Uh, moving forward in modern filmmaking and animation. Yeah, yeah. If you can, you can actually like look up behind the scenes kind of clips on YouTube and stuff, and you can see actually how it's made. It's uh, not not quite like the normal type of like CGI with with just like people with like the you know the dots all over their their face and like their body. They actually had to wear like these head thing like headset things, and but it's super cool and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a great 
Uh, more of a, uh, I mean, it's a kids movie, but it has some more dark and more thoughtful themes to it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Alright, um, do you have any, what do you wanna, do you have anything you are dying to discuss, Ellen, about this movie? Um, should we start by talking a little more about the music, maybe? Because that, I think, is a big part of it. Wait, should we, uh, we should, um, kind of give a little summary, shouldn't we? Oh, yeah. Let me look one up quick. (laughs) For those of you who haven't seen it, um... Okay, so here is the general description. So it's actually based off a children's book, which I my I have that my parents like we've put up as a decoration actually, um, by Chris Van Allsburg. But it's here's a little short summary. When a doubting young boy takes an extraordinary train ride to the North Pole, he embarks on a journey of self discovery that shows him that the wonder of life never fades for those who believe. That is quite well said, I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. For That's sure. the main theme, just belief. Yes, for sure. One thing I was thinking about while watching this movie is how little it matters if things make complete sense if you're making a movie that's for children and also about <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, a lot of things were left kind of unanswered or didn't quite make sense, but it, you were able to look past that, I think, because it's yeah. a, a children's slash holiday movie and it's magic. There's magic involved, so yeah, that's also an element that helps with that. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have anything in particular you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, honestly, probably just the music and the acting slash like all the characters. I think that should be enough. I mean, there's plenty to discuss there. Yeah. Won't be the, the traditional way we do it, but that's okay. Yes. Agreed. Alright, should we start with the music? Yes. I love the Polar Express music. Me too. Um, it's just so majestic and Christmassy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I like to listen to it whenever it snows. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I think it really makes the movie for me. Definitely. I, I think without the music... Um, it would be a different movie, and once again, that's a sign of a good score. Also, if it gets you dancing, which we were doing once again on the screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has a variety of, like, composed pieces, as well as famous Christmas songs, and then new Christmas songs by Josh Groban, who sings Believe, which was, like, the single he, that made a debut after this movie came out. Which is a really good Christmas song. So, I'm pr- I'm sure you noticed this, Ellen, but um, there's like some like character themes within the songs that that kind of play with the characters. Um, one for Hero Boy, who one that's his name, Hero Boy. He doesn't have a real name. His little it's he has the kind of the believe actually. It's kind of the the jingle from Believe the dun dun dun. Um. I can play a little clip of that right here. Alright, 
so that was the hero boy theme. Um, what other themes did you uh, recognize? I'd have to look up the names, but... Yeah, I definitely noticed between each of the characters, the main boy, between um, Santa's theme was a little more, like, mystical sounding, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, but obviously majestic throughout. Yeah. And there was, like, this uh, kind of a darker theme whenever the main character was kind of in a a conflict. Um, it's... it's uh, Obviously, it makes you feel like something's wrong, and I'll play a little clip of that because I can't really describe the way it sounds. But, uh, yeah, here's that little clip. Okay, so that was the, um, the kind of conflicting theme that we hear as the boy is making his journey. Um, I think, was there one for the, what's his name, Billy, the poor boy, as they said in the, in the movie? <laughs> yeah, I think there was. I, I think it's remember. the, I think it's a little bit of the, when Christmas comes to town, I think it's mm-hmm. from that song. Yeah, it's a little softer. It is, definitely. So, yeah, here's a little bit of that. So, yeah, as you can see, that's a little softer and more like his character. It's it's kind of guarded and, and shy, but still there, which is kind of what his character is. Um... And then of course yeah. there's there's the the wonderful the big magnificent kind of fanfare sounding uh the Polar Express and and when they roll into the North Pole it just you feel like it the magic like I don't know the the score really brings the magic to the movie mm-hmm. and it makes For you sure. feel like you want to go wrap some presents or something <laughs> I got to give um the composer a shout out for this. Oh, for Ellen sure. Silvestri is his name. Yes. You've heard of a lot of uh, the themes he's done before, I'm sure. He's done Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. um, the Avengers movies. Yep. All of those are him, so. Yeah, he is. He's got a, a good filmography. Definitely, definitely. Fantastic composer. Um, and obviously, he brings the magic. I mean, what can I say? Uh, well, do you have a favorite song from this, from this movie? I know there's, uh, there's the Polar Express song that Tom Hanks sing. There's Rockin' on Top of the World that Steven Tyler sings at the end. There's the ending credits soundtrack Believe by Josh Groban. There's Hot Chocolate by singing Tom Hanks, uh, scene, or, uh, When Christmas Comes to Town, which is the, the main girl, hero girl, and, um, the Billy kid billy who sing that one do you have a favorite mm, i think that hot chocolate is always fun but 
Probably Christmas comes to town is my favorite. Yeah. How about you? Um, I really like, I really like, um, I don't know, it's tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Hot Chocolate is a fun, a fun song. But when it comes to more meaningful, I'd say When Christmas Comes to Town. But I also like Believe by Josh Groban. And if, I, if I'm feeling in the peppy Christmas mood, I'll listen to the Polar Express, which is is like literally the train chugging and then they're like it's a fast paced song <laughs> kind of explaining yeah. what the polar express is and it's the kids are actually singing it when the hero boy first gets on the train but um you can't really if you're not paying attention you don't really notice but right. but yeah overall uh fantastic motion picture soundtrack mm-hmm. um do you have anything else about the about the soundtrack you want to add no i think we kind of covered it um should we move on yeah sure let's move on to the acting slash character analysis part of this our favorite yes do you want to start with that do you have do you have any anyone you want to start with oh you can get started all right so a fun fact about this is that tom hanks actually plays five of the characters in this movie he um, I mean, yeah, yeah, five. Um, he is the the CGI, like, motion actor for five of them, and he voices five, but there's also a doubling on the little, the hero boy character to get that kind of kid-type kid sound, but he is the actual, like, physical um, being that is moving that guy around. But, um, so he plays the father of the hero boy, he plays the hero boy, the main the main character. He plays um, the hobo, the kind of scary the scary guy who's who is always yelling at the that one boy. Um, he plays never really clear. Yeah, she's real or not. Yeah, yeah, the magical the the mystical magical character, and he also plays the conductor. Obviously, that's probably the most obvious of them. And then he he also is Santa Claus. So Tom Hanks had his work cut out for him in this movie. And I think with the variety of, of who these characters were and who how they acted and their voices even, he did a, a wonderful job. I mean, every single character had a different voice and a different way of moving and a different way of of thinking. And I think he captured it all in a, in a perfect way. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, obviously it's Tom Hanks, so <laughs> he's gonna do a pretty good job. But yeah, it was good how he could like differentiate his voice so much for yeah each of these characters. I think the most impressive was his playing of the hobo because that guy had one kind of a scratchier. He had he had kind of a, a more of an accented voice, like a New York, New Jersey type accent. Or maybe maybe was it like Boston? I don't know. I think it was kind of a uh, yeah northeastern type accent. Yeah, I think so too. Um, New England. Yeah, and and he talked in like um, all this lingo about trains, and then like all this like all these old sayings and stuff. I think that was kind of cool, and mm-hmm. he captured in that kind of scratchy voice, which really brought to life that character and his demeanor. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, props to that man. I love him, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
who doesn't Olivia it's true it's true <laughs> one thing that I was just wanted to mention too I the director's wife Leslie mm-hmm. was the voice actress for um the hero boy's sister and mother oh, okay nice which I thought was interesting yeah that is interesting forgot about little Sarah Mm-hmm. She doesn't get too much screen time. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, she does not. But, yeah, that's cool. I, I always like when um, directors and stuff, they include personal little touches to their films. Like, this movie takes these kids, they live in Michigan, um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and that's where uh, Robert is from, I believe. And he went to... Uh, what some Michigan University and there's actually a flag I think we saw in the fact part of that movie where it's hanging behind the hero boy's bed so that I like those little like kind of easter egg touches that they add into especially animated movies because it's a little it's a little trickier to find I think but um mm-hmm. it's personalized yeah I love it I love the personal touch for this mm-hmm. magical Christmas movie for sure do you have a favorite character in this in this movie? I don't know. If, we didn't touch on the hero girl, the main, the only really besides Sarah. She she's the most prominent girl character, and she is played by Nona Gay. But I think the singing is not that actress. The singing is a person named Megan Moore. Yeah, I liked her character a lot. I think. Me too. She was she was a strong. A strong woman. <laughs> yeah, strong. She well, didn't. Girl, she didn't yeah. really take crap from any of the boys. Who were like, "Are you sure?" All the time to her, and I like how the conductor like they treated her with respect. Like they let her drive the train for God's sake. Like they trusted yeah. her. They knew that she was a <laughs> trustworthy person, and yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, those weren't exactly competent. <laughs> engineers of the train anyway <laughs> oh gosh no 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 caribou <laughs> i love their they had like kind of that forrest gump type accent <laughs> yeah they really did the pan <laughs> oh gosh that part always makes me laugh because i'm just like they're so stupid <laughs> speaking of which can we just talk about if you don't have anything else to add about characters just talk about how traumatic this whole experience yes. would be for the kids. Yes, one, I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm good with wrapping up, kind of talking about the characters. We kind of covered them all fairly well and quickly, so that's that's good with me. But yes, I agree. If this were taken to a more realistic perspective, this would be the most traumatic Christmas experience that one could experience, honestly. What do you think? Yes, I mean... The amount of times they almost died. <laughs> Just on the train ride there. I know. Not including while they were in the North Pole. At the North Pole with arguably one of the most caring and like child like protecting uh like human or uh what what the, what's the Mythical word? Figure. Characters. Yes, figures that yeah. exist in the world. They they still almost get ki- like almost killed and and like in a mess. Yeah, it all starts when the boy, of course, has to, you know, try to be the the hero boy, and he almost, like, falls off the train, like, five times in one trip, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the amount of times these, these th- they let the kids like be dangling off the train. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, we talked a lot about how they were never gonna go on a train again. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think I would. <laughs> I would not be able to. Even at the North Pole, when they get in the little the Christmas like Santa's bag, I would have been so like claustrophobic and scared in there. Yeah. They fall it into was a lot. I know. <laughs> All those gifts, like even falling from that little funnel into onto the pile. Did you see how high that pile was? Like imagine if you didn't ra- land the right way on that pile and then you just <laughs> you were done. <laughs> yeah. Oh. One thing I also had to note that my mom always comments on is that the elves are so like mean. They're really mean and and kind of scary. I was kind of shocked. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, like I didn't. I don't picture elves to be mean and like talk like that. You know. <laughs> kind of cynical. Yeah, very. But yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Ever, I, there's many depictions of the North Pole. I guess uh, you only know if you're Santa Claus or one of his elves or reindeer. So true. It's still yet Who to really be discovered. Knows? Who knows? <laughs> guess we'll find out maybe mm-hmm. if we catch Santa. <laughs> we can catch that train. Yeah, we gotta catch that train this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just, like really not believe, and then they'll. Yeah, if we just say, I'm a doubter. Then, then we'll hear the rattling of the train one night, Chris, Christmas Eve night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. over, overall, I think uh, the story has a really good progression, the plot. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of little conflicts that kind of keep the story moving, but, like, get overcome. And it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. And it's just beautiful, mm-hmm. honestly. Beautiful. It is good pacing, for yeah. sure. You feel like you're in the movie. Like, you can almost, like, feel the how cold it is, just the way it looks. Like, with the wind and the snow and the way their hair is blowing, I think that they capture that so fantastically well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Polar Express, one to watch. If you haven't already seen it, folks. Agreed. Okay, I have one more question for you. Yes. I'm curious what you think. What do you think is the significance of not giving the main boy a name throughout the movie? Um, I think it it might keep the characters engaged because, and asking questions in their head, like, who is this kid? And, like, you want to know more about him and the girl, honestly. I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of surprising when they name drop Billy at the end of the movie when he's like, my name's Billy. And then you think, like, maybe we're going to find out these kids' names, but then we never do. It's kind of adds maybe to the magical mystery of kind of this Christmas magic and experience that they go through. Right. Because it is the girl, too, that doesn't get it. Yeah, her name is Hero Girl in the the credits and stuff, so. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, no one has a name except for Santa Claus and Billy and that kid... Steven, the bad kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And know-it-all. Yeah, like, that know-it-all kid. He doesn't have a name. They call him that know-it-all kid. <laughs> right. So, I think it's Probably, interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably kind of, like, blurring the line with reality, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's interesting. 
Because, like, what if some of those kids weren't real? Like, what if all those kids weren't real and Billy was the only real one? You know? Mm-hmm. All right. And this whole experience was for him. It'd be interesting to see, like, this movie in another character's perspective. Like, Billy's perspective or the girl's perspective or the know-it-all, even. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. We just get, like, a three more movies, the same movie, just with different characters' stories. That'd be That'd be... Cool. I always wanted to know, like, are they friends after this, you know? Yeah, do like, they keep in touch? Yeah, do they talk to Billy? Is there social pressure because he's on the other side of the track? <laughs> yeah, poor Billy, that's all I gotta say. Moral of the story, honestly, I, the one one last point I have is, I don't understand how, if they're saying Santa's, like, this amazing guy and like he brings presents why hasn't he ever been to billy's house if his like his parents can't really afford a christmas like you think he would be the kid that would get the santa presents because he's like you know how did they miss that like i don't know it's a question that i'm like why hasn't he had a christmas Mm -hmm. like you think santa would be there for him (laughs) yeah and then he sees santa in the north pole and he's just like santa says Friendship is the greatest gift. I know. He's pretty rude since he hasn't even brought him any actual gifts. I know, and he's like, boy, I don't have any friends or any gifts, and I've never gotten that, so... Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> no. But yeah. Overall, Polar Express, what do you what do you rate it out of 10? Oh, boy. You go first. I'd say a 9 out of 10. Okay, well, I think I would say... Like a 7 out of 10. Okay. I'm just amazed by the level of animation. That's that's what really yeah. pushed it up. And the music. I think both of those combined were just what... But yeah. I mean, there's still holes and con- continuity issues. But overall, 9 out of 10. It's a good Christmas movie. I watch it every year. I mean... I agree. <laughs> I think the ambiance is great. And I think... It's a good Christmas movie. I think it, I wouldn't watch it more than once, but <laughs> but it is good, and it really sets the tone for Christmas, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm not going to lie, Ellen. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> good for you, you know? I'm not judging. <laughs> if I'm in the Christmas mood, bro, I'm in the Christmas mood. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just get like stuck on a movie that I want to watch and like experience in a different way <laughs> each time. I'm just weird like that. I don't know. No, that makes sense. It's the cinephile in me, okay? I can't stop myself. <laughs> all right. I think uh, I think that's all we got on the Polar Express and our top movies. Um, yeah. Thanks for thanks joining for- us Yeah, for our, <laughs> our first part of our holiday special. Um, yes, thanks for joining us. We'll be back um, a couple days later with... Another part two of our holiday episode with some special guests, so that will be fun. Yes, we will have two special guests joining us who you will have to wait and see who they are. And we will be having a fun time. This next episode should be, it's kind of a change up. We're going to be looking at some like TV show episode, Christmas themed episodes and set of movies this time. So that'll be, that'll be a good time. Yes, for sure. All right, well, stay tuned. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.
through butter, sweat, and tears. See you next time. See ya. Well, you're coming? Never take the rest! Things happen on the...